Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. I'm getting creative and just bouncing into Ricky's house. Ricky is in his cave. Tolly is in upstate New York. And hopefully this works out because, before I bring the guys in, uh, the power is out in the Petrovision Garage Studios. So, uh, I'll, hey guys, no show. They're like, yeah, right. We got to have a show. So we have it here. Tolly's ready to jump on a bird. Ricky is having breakfast. I'm a mess. I have no electricity. I don't even have shoes on. Uh, but I am in Ricky's house right now, as you can tell. Behind me, there's a Star Wars figurine. <laughs> the kids are all into Yoda and Darth Vader. So I, what kind of show are we going to have today? I have no clue. But Ricky, thanks for letting me use your Wi-Fi. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm glad it worked out. And they get, and everyone everyone gets to see my uh, wife's beautiful art behind me. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but yeah, first things first. I know I have to pay my oh! debt. Oh, here we go. It's Super Bowl week, and obviously the Niners lost to the Rams. So our friend Razo gave me his St. Louis Ram, St. Louis Rams jersey. It's not even an LA jersey. Razo, upgrade, man. Come on, Isaac Bruce. I know he played here one year, but he played the rest of his 16-year career or whatever it was in St. Louis. So yes, I'm gonna put it on right now. <laughs> but that can't touch my skin so i made sure i wore my red long sleeves my cap jersey it ain't going off because this jersey ain't touching my skin so <laughs> here we go <laughs> there oh it is also, come on this thing i'm swimming in this thing here i am <laughs> there you go you happy shit now you have to wear that the entire show. Yeah, but yeah. the funny thing is, is we're almost done with the show. Yeah, we're only having a five minute right, show. Thanks, thanks for tuning in. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, see you guys later. <laughs> wow! So the entire show—that was the bit. You have to wear that jersey. This might be a, a shitty show. Like it already feels horrible that I have to wear this. How do you feel where's wearing that? Where's the helmet? No helmet. Bethel said that helmet wasn't going to fit me. So, so totally. They send me a helmet, and it's an official game helmet of like guys that would be wearing it. And like, there's no way Ricky's head is going to fit into that. We're going to have an issue where he's going to be stuck. Like you know, like <laughs> you have to peel it off of me. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that, man. There's no need. The jersey's yeah, bad enough. It feels horrible. It feels. 
I don't even know, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel matter. Good. We're going to have a great show with or without the Isaac Bruce jersey on. Oh, my God. Hey, you, you see, Josh knows Isaac Bruce. He wanted to send yeah. a Marshall Falk jersey, dude. I was like, Marshall Falk? He didn't even oh. play for the L.A. Rams. Get out of here with that. Like, are we repping the St. Louis Rams or the L.A. Rams? Come on. Come on. Yeah, you got to go a little bit further back, right? I agree. Yeah. I'm on Ricky's side on this. Yeah. yeah it, one, it, year, it, one year doesn't make you a Ram. Yeah, says the guy from St. Louis. I mean, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I listen, I, I went to camp with the Yankees. It doesn't make me a Yankee, right? Like, I played in the COVID <laughs> year. It wasn't even a real season. Hey, you're once a Yankee, always a Yankee. Hey, the best part is I always tell people, like, you know, Josh Tolley, former Yankee. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey real quick, uh, a couple things uh, before we get this thing kicked off. I was asked to do a podcast called Barbecue and Baseball the other day from a guy that I know that hosts the show. He says to me, he's a huge Mets fan. And he says to me that my baseball reference page has my Yankees hat on it. Like it's me wearing a Yankees Jersey. This guy, this guy, Jeff, amazing guy. He writes a letter to baseball reference to say it needs to be changed to a Mets logo. He needs to be in his Mets uniform. They, they wrote back. No problem. Thanks for the heads up. We'll get it changed. And then today, I get a package right before I come to town and they got me these um, baseball and barbecue is a website, nothing to do with the podcast, but it's like tongs and uh, like a little flipper thing oh, with nice. my name on it with a baseball bat handle. So hats off to those guys. That was pretty sweet to, uh, to get that. Yeah. Because you need that in January and February right now, right? Yeah, I need it. I need it bad right now. <laughs> Tony's all dressed up. Where are you going? I'm going to Arizona. I'm getting ready to catch a flight. Um, but we were doing this podcast with or without Beto, period. That was in the group text. Ricky and I said, we'll figure this out. And then Beto said, fine, Ricky, I'll just come over. Nah, man. It's a, it's a busy week. But no, nah, I wanted to do it. it. It just, yeah. I'm glad we got the show, but it just doesn't feel right right now. Yeah, Ricky looks so perplexed. I'm in Ricky's dining room right now. Uh, right, got- we, we can do a 20-minute show and then... Nobody can be mad because you did wear it technically on a show. So, hey, I'm a good sport. Then, it is. You, you paid off your bets. You paid off your bets. All right. So, like I said, we're gonna have a run through it right now. Uh, real quick, though, it, it, the the title of this show is Alumni Weekend. So, what happened this weekend? Uh, Ricky Romero went to his alumni baseball game at his high school. And uh, if those of you guys don't know, so what it is, an alumni game is the alumni come out, and how we do it at our school is. Everybody shows up with a 12-er, and we send the dugout and just reminisce. The guys in the 30s and 40s just BS and make fun of each other. Why go to a high school reunion when you go to your baseball reunion and just talk smack to each other? And then you uh, you play against the varsity kids, and then you just yell at them. And if you, you yell at them for turning around, like, don't be paying attention to the old men. Stay locked in on the game. And they take it serious, so we don't. And you end up losing. But Ricky went, and the whole time Ricky was like, I don't want, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get hurt. You know, I'm the guy in the 40s right now where 10 years ago, totally, oh, I was suited in a boot. I was playing center field, flying all over the place. Then you realize when you wake up the next day, that hurts. And, and there's no need for that. <laughs> that's what Ricky reminded me of. He's like, I'm going to play first, and that's it. I'm going to take a chill. And I, I remember texting Ricky on the side, like, don't hustle. Don't try. Don't do anything. How'd it go, Rick? It went good. Hey, I liked it, man. Again, I'm sure some of you saw my post on Instagram. It was just cool to head back and be 
a high school kid again. I mean, when you're in high school, Josh, Beto, you know, you you both of you guys played high school baseball. You play every position. For me, I was limited because I was left-handed. So there's only certain positions I couldn't play. But if, if I wasn't on the mound, I was at first base. If I wasn't at first base, I was in the outfield. So that's what I did. I said, all right, I'm going to go and just play the positions that I that I that I like playing. And um, and the one thing I didn't want to do was take at bats. Uh, the guys obviously made me do them, but I hadn't touched the bat in I don't know how long. I was never a great hitter. I never claimed to be a good hitter. So, um, yeah, it was cool. The, the the best part is I didn't get I didn't strike out. So um, <laughs> right away, the, the, the first pitch I saw, um, I swung at it and. In the picture, it looks like it's a deep drive to right field, but it barely uh, got to the second yeah. baseman. Um, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was good, you know, to to interact with with the kids in the in the community, and, and do that kind of stuff. I, I know we do that camp, Beto, and and it's awesome. It's special. Some of those guys from from Roosevelt High School attended the camp, so it was it was cool to to be able to experience that with them. And um, again, I knew the Garfield stuff was going to come up right away. Josh, if you don't know, I went to Garfield High School for three years, and I transferred to Roosevelt High School for my last year of high school. The and rival school. The rival school. For a big rivalry. So, um, so yeah, I mean, my ties, for me, I have always said that my ties are to both high schools. Um, I have a great relationship with both coaches from those high schools now. And actually, our first camp was hosted at Garfield yeah. High. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, again, um, it, it was cool. I mean, I know – the I don't know a ton of the Roosevelt guys that were there, but I know some of them. Um, shout out to Philip Valdez, who was a great pitcher back in the day in high school at Roosevelt High, and now he's coaching. He I think he said he was entering his 15, 15th year at Elac. Uh, he's wow. an assistant. And I asked him, I was like, "Hey man, like, do you plan on moving on up?" And he's the, the the one thing he told me, and I thought it was pretty cool. He said, "No nah, man, I feel like my calling is is to be able to be here with these kids and be." And, and, and continue to help them at this level because I feel like we need a lot of help. And if I can do that, then I'm, I'm doing a great job. And, and I thought that was pretty cool, man. I mean, 15 years at a JC, I'm sure, isn't easy. And, and it was cool. We had a good conversation. I remember playing against him as a young kid. And I always uh, thought he was a complete stud, man, on the mound. And he was fearless. And he was a shit talker. And it, it's good to, to be able to go back and interact with him. And and again, going back to the Garfield thing, that's why I put that at the end of the, my, my my Instagram post. If Garfield had an alumni game, I would 100% uh, attend that too. Um, and I still got a few messages saying, hey, don't <laughs> I mean, I'm like, this is why I posted it. <laughs> yeah, again, it's cool. Lane, it's all this, it, to me, it's the same community. Yeah, there's a big rivalry. There's something that means a lot to the people there. But again, if, if we can come together as a community and and continue to inspire and 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 help these kids and we're, we're we're moving forward yeah it's really cool so like totally just to give you the background i think we've talked about this but ricky is the only professional baseball player to come out of the east la high schools um and he is such a humble guy that he doesn't really talk about it that's why i'm the big hype man i'm like dude heck yeah let's do this that's why we do the camp there do the all-star game there and for these kids who weren't even born when ricky was you know doing his heyday like to see and go like, hey, that guy right there, he made it and he played in the same fields as us. So it's pretty cool to go back there. So before we get to totally time in uh, in St. Louis and Illinois, let's look at some pictures of Ricky dominating here. Right. Let's see here. So we got one of in the cage and uh, that's batting practice. Right. 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 Ricky batting practice. Yeah. 
I got to I look the swinging apart. practice. That's swinging practice. Oh, swinging practice. <laughs> Where did you get batting gloves from? Come on, bro. I have them. <laughs> I have a bag. Honestly, and and no joke, I have a bag in my in my uh, garage. I'm sure Josh does too, and it's just filled up with a bunch of baseball stuff. And I was going through it the other day. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I had my my old Blue Jay helmet. I had batting gloves. I had a my elbow uh, protector because I, I was it, so my left elbow stuck out. So I got to make sure I protect that. Um, yeah, it was it was it was cool. Just. Getting to see, I mean, I have like, yeah, I don't know, eight, ten pairs of cleats, and I'm like, Jesus, what am I going to do with these? And why am I saving these? <laughs> uh, the other picture is you playing first base. Come on, bro, you play first base? Yeah, man, I was a first baseman back in the day. That's kind of how I came up when I was in pitching. I was, I was playing first base. Um, I was like being in the infield, um, and yeah, it was, it was cool. It was like I said, it was cool just to be a part of it. Uh, and and obviously the kids that got to first base to interact with them and, and and talk to them that was cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But I think one of the coolest things is when you go back and you're like, hey, here's my kid. Like you have a young Diego in your on your lap in the dugout. Of course he's wearing his Blue Jay uh, hat on, so that's pretty cool. That must have been just surreal. Yeah, th- that part is special, man. Anytime you get to bring your kids to to a ballpark, um, I always tell Cara, I'm like, I wish. Josh did have this luxury of having kids while he was in the big leagues. And I don't does I don't know if Camden remembers much of it or not, Josh, but I always say, man, having kids in the clubhouse, in the big leagues, it's there's something special about that when you just see them being kids and they don't know what 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 their uh the the luxury of being able to be in a big league clubhouse or hitting batting practice in the big league stadium. They don't they don't know what that means. You know, like if you and I were younger and we were taking batting practice in the big league field, we would be like in all of it and, and and i felt like a lot of those kids it just becomes a normal and then they're in there every day and and i felt like i always say man i wish my kids would have experienced that kind of that kind of life at least one or two years of me in the big leagues yeah, yeah i uh it is special to to your point cam does remember it and a couple things um has had happened to him um over that time was uh, do you remember in the seventh inning in Toronto? I think it's the seventh inning when they do the little cheer down the line. Mm-hmm. Well, they brought all the kids, the players' kids, to do it one game, and it was all taped. And um, I, I guess whoever does the postseason, maybe Fox, whoever does the postseason, had that clip, and it was part of a commercial. So Cam was on a commercial for the World Series, oh. which is cool. Yeah, which is cool. And um, we were able to capture that, which I think was neat. And then second thing was um, they were in New York visiting and I took him to Yankee Stadium um, to hit on Yankee Stadium and get some photos. I just think that would be awesome. So we got there at noon. Uh, I asked Lou, the clubhouse guy, if he'd be OK. Yeah, nobody's going to bother you. And then this was when um, they were MLB Network was doing um, a road to the postseason or something, I guess. And they made that. There was, I actually just found the DVD that they gave me was part of Camden was um, being at Yankee Stadium before the game at noon. And oh. they were kind of following the kids, like everybody's routines, what you do when you get to the ballpark. And it was cool because I had from noon to one to hang out with my kid. And he was hitting home runs and from the outfield and up into the seats. And it was just it's something that even if he doesn't remember it fully, when he has an opportunity to go back and look, it'll I think he'll have uh, a way different perspective years from now. 
That's cool. It's really cool right there. My kids, um, what they know is a sweet lifestyle in Toronto now. So that anytime <laughs> we go to him and we're not sitting in a suite, Sebastian's like, Daddy, how come we didn't get the suite? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Ace? I don't want to go. Ace ain't showing up. <laughs> So last time we were in Toronto, I made them sit. I made them sit in the, in the in the in the regular seats. Hey, you you, you got to do it. Well, you got to take them to the top deck one day. You're like, all right, this is how it started. And if you misbehave, we're gonna go right back up here. Do it right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right, let's see. Uh, we got one more. Uh, Ricky at the alumni game. This is uh, a couple of the players coming out to you. Then just your old buddies, right? I mean, some of these guys were older guys. No, I I really didn't know know them, but um, yeah, they had a couple Big West balls, and me obviously being a Big West uh, player uh, from Cal State Fullerton, um, had a chance to sign those balls. And yeah, man, like I said, I I knew about three, four guys, maybe five That's guys cool. that were there. Um, they were asking how come I didn't bring you, Beto? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, for what? <laughs> But um, yeah, no, like I said, it was in all, it was a good experience, yeah. man. I, I said I was gonna stick around for three, four innings. I ended up staying for the whole game. And, yeah, and that's cool. You kind of sit around in a circle and you start telling stories, and and it wasn't even like you know I don't like the attention being on me or anything like that, but just hearing stories about other guys and guys that I used to hear about in high school and and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, one of the names that came up was pretty funny because uh, he's from the. What, what, uni High is city section, right? Yeah, Beto? over there by Westchester. Oh, Ethan Katz, you know, the, the pitching coach for the Chicago White Sox. I remember him in high school. He was maybe two years older than me, three years older than me, and now he's a pitching coach for the Chicago White Sox. Okay. They talk about Yeah, Uni High, also the home of Kevin uh, Millar. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, out there. So that's where they went. Now, since we're going to go down memory lane, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, I thought it was normal because our high school, we always do it. I like how you guys have – hat and the shirt for the alumni okay. dude oh, yeah. we had our guys are so what's up josh cole they're wearing like sweats and hoodies and it looked like a softball game going on right so i'm no i'm not calling anybody out jamie sanders but you know that's uh you guys look very professional about that now i we were talking about this so i went to my game just to hang out just to see people right and i'm like all right so you know i show up my fancy beers i'm just hanging out in the dugout my buddy Los and uh, his son Alomar, who is uh, our good friend, is watching. He's like, Bethel, are you going to play? I'm like, heck no. I got running shoes on. I'm 43. There's no need. It's cold. There's a hamstring waiting to get pulled. Then about the seventh inning, I'm looking. I'm like, hey, that guy, that guy he, th he doesn't throw that hard, right? You know, like, so I yelled. I was like, hey, man, give me, let me get in that bat. So I went up there, <sighs> very confident about myself after watching two of my daughter's soccer games, and I saw her dominating. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a hack. First pitch, I just... Forget it totally. I was like, what happens? The kid's going to throw the first pitch, the best one, right? He's right down the middle. I take the biggest hack, ding, foul it off just enough. I was like, heck yeah, I was good. I made contact. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Next pitch, throws a big bender. I'm like, I'm not swinging at that. Let it go. Umpire's like, ooh, that's a good pitch. I turn to the umpire. I was like, man, it was all right. It wasn't that good, right? He's like, umpire's giving me play by play. But I forgot to tell you guys this part. As I'm walking up to the, to the plate, I hear somebody yell, Jim Hill ain't here for you now. Like, Jim Hill's my partner at CBS2, like the legendary guy I do a TV with. I'm getting <laughs> from people in the stands. I don't even know who they are. And I'm like, I don't have my makeup on. How do you recognize me? Like, what, what's wrong with you people here? Like, this is what happens when you grow up in the city section where we're from, Tully. 
they don't care what you've accomplished in your life. They're going to let you know that you're back home. Yeah. <laughs> and they should. And they should. Yeah, no, I forgot to mention this. I, I told the catchers because when I came up to hit, there was two different catchers. I said, do not, do not throw me off speed, please. <laughs> or I'm going to... I'm going to step back and my swing's going to get really long all of a sudden. And then you might <laughs> catch one in the face mask. Yeah. No, no. But I just said, hey, man, just throw me fastballs, honestly. I was like, no. So my daughter, yeah, Ricky, you, you had that special moment with your son in the dugout. You know, it's really cool. My trash talking 11 year old daughter who's playing club soccer now, who gets very confident, Michaela, I hear her yell, don't strike out. Like, what do you <laughs> Kids are just getting after me, oh, yeah. and she recorded it. So she sent me the my at bat, and here it is. Uh, where is it at? Where's that video at? Oh, I don't have it. Oh, here it is. Oh, here it is. All right, here it is. Big hack. Oh, I took a big hack, totally. I was swinging out of my heels, and he, that kid's lucky I, I slipped because if I don't slip, I'm going yard. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah, yeah, I was going yard. Yeah. I went. I know. I. I can see it. You just missed it. I just missed it, right? Because it even had the ooh in the crowd. Yeah, I had the oohs in the crowd. So I was ready to go, told that. That kid lucked out, yeah. man. Just missed it. <laughs> that leads us to this. Totally. So you guys don't do that in your high school, right? Like, you've never gone no, back? No, Have you ever gone back to your high school? Yeah, I go back I go back once a year. Do they remember you there? Like, as in, like, Josh totally made the big leagues out of here. Did they make a big deal? Yeah, yeah. Field? Also, yeah they, retired, they retired my number last year. Oh, that's year. cool. A couple, couple years ago. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. we asked, like, in the group chat, we're going back and forth. I'm like, Tolly, what you look like in high school? Get your stuff out. So thank you to your mother who decided to send some good photos. What is going on here? Tolly with the crown? That's the picture we got just, first. Just the homecoming king. I wanted you guys to know. You were the homecoming king? Yeah, and then my dad, That was my. that's my father. And the dads, this was for homecoming game. They do, like, a prep, pep rally for football. Yeah. And all the dads of... I don't know. I, I I suppose maybe I'm a senior. Yeah, I'm a senior, right? Because I'm a homecoming king. Yeah. Um, the senior dads do like a little cheerleading thing. So they dress up and do cheerleading. And it's it was quite funny. But my mom had sent me that one. And I, I said, this will be a joke at the very least. <laughs> we totally the homecoming king. We didn't know that. All right. All right. But then we get... A uh, picture from Tolly in high school. Uh, wait, wait, not that. Was a little sideways. sideways. I, I fixed it. I fixed it. I fixed it. Here we go. Tolly, oh. lefty, beautiful swing. That Easton bat, what is it, like a 35-28, baby? <laughs> Two and three-quarter barrel. Oh, my God. Look at that. It actually ended up breaking that season. Looks like, looks like a newspaper. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, hey, in these next clips, hey, these next clips, you'll be able to see the newspaper where I led it, led the whole entire country in home runs. It feels like. Yeah, so totally. Be sure to send us uh, more pic pictures of him in the newspaper, the journal photo. So, like, totally, were you in the newspaper all the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every week I was. Of course I was. Right here, Josh totally wraps a triple into right center field. Oppo power, baby. Yeah. No way. Well, triple. No, it, Pole side, yeah, pole side, right, a right triple? center. Is it wraps yeah, a triple? A was triple. it a? Was there no? Was there like a? No fence. No, no fence. No, there was a fence. Obviously, <laughs> there was a fence because I ended up with twenty homers that season. Like, oh my god! And here we go. There we go. Yeah, this is uh, after I think the first week of the season, maybe. Thank you to Mrs. Tolley who uh, sent the, the the stats and kept it. Moms are awesome. They keep the important stuff. 
Uh, baseball leaders, you know, Andrew Wordak from Chaminade batting 857, no big deal. Uh, but Josh Tolley, six home runs, led the area. Nobody around you, Tolley. Who, who, Dan yeah, Betts, you don't want none. Derek Hall, you don't want none. It's all Josh Tolley, yeah. baby. All those guys had seven at-bats. Like, I had 24 ABs. Dominating. Dominating. Oh, my God, the glory days <laughs> when I used to be able to hit. Oh, my God. <laughs> there it is. Let's get one more time. One more picture of Tolley. Woo. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Tolley, how long did it take you to put on your eye black? Not very long. Come on. No, no, we all did it. We all just, we all smeared it on. It wasn't, uh, Rick, yeah, you know, he took time, right? Really you know, he had the mirror. <laughs> I didn't have time. I didn't have time. I was getting ready. Yeah. Getting ready to hit a couple more homers that day. <laughs> there is some guys in the big leagues that sit there in front of that mirror before a game. Oh, just, no. Yeah. Seriously? Right oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Oh yeah. That's like a high school thing. Guys are taking forever. The pros too. Oh yeah. It's unbelievable. It's a whole operation for these guys. I like to burn the cork, burn the cork, smear it across. That's what I like. Yeah. Grind. Yeah. I like to, yeah. Well, yeah. Guys did maybe, maybe I'll start an alumni game back at home. You should. I might do that. I might. Oh, but you guys can't because it's too cold. Yeah, but we could do it in March or something. Yeah, do it. Uh, the Josh Tolley the Foundation, uh, go out there, golf tournament, <laughs> all that good stuff. There you go. Ricky, how are you feeling with that Rams jersey on? I did. <laughs> starting to cough. He's starting to cough. Starting to itch a little bit. Starting to itch a little bit. All right, so let's go. Moving on. Oh, great reaction last week to Tolly's uh, rant about Daddy Ball. Uh, Don Barbara, the head coach of St. John Bosco, a long Hall of Famer at Long Beach State, saw him. He's like, I love what Tolly just said. Uh, J.P. Placentia, assistant coach at Glendale JC. He's like, eight years of college ball. I've never had Daddy Ball. That ends on the first day. And it just, uh, yeah. the back and forth, the reaction. It wasn't like Tolly was complaining. It was just more of, Look, cut the cord. Let your kid play baseball. Let's get after it. So that was good reaction, Tolly. Any, any any reaction to you? Yeah, I I can't believe how much steam it got. I had parents sending me messages, like people that I know. Hey, just listen to the podcast. Great segment of you complaining about daddy ball. Um, but uh, today I'm gonna I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just keep going after the parents because I had something this weekend happen at my son's really, basketball game. I really hope that. Uh... Any of the parents who are on your son's team didn't listen to the podcast and you were actually speaking to them. They did. No. Rick, uh, hey, Tolly, how many parents, how many of they them don't contacted know. you? And you were uh, two of them. Two of them contacted me. But they, no, they, it wasn't bad. They, hey, I liked the segment. Like, yeah. they thought it was good. Yeah, but sometimes people don't know that you're talking about them. They don't know. You never know when you're behind the mic. <laughs> All right, move on. It's time for two right here. Uh, two topics that we have every single week. We got talking. Ricky and Tolly just react to it. So the first one today, how about this, though? <clears throat> Former players are coming back into the front office. The Brewers announced that Ricky Weeks and Pedro Alvarez will be members of the player development staff. Uh, Alvarez will be assistant to the baseball operations. It doesn't sound like it's one of those, like, BS special assistant jobs. It sounds like it's a real one. And totally, I'm going to start with you. We're starting to see more big leaguers get involved in the actual coaching side. Maybe not coaching directly day-to-day, -day, but this is exactly what you guys have been talking about. You like this? 
Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great for the game. I think there's a lot of knowledge between both of those guys. I think we're seeing the tide turn. Like we're we're going, we're starting to veer back to the course. However, it, I don't think it'll ever come full circle like it used to be, but but that's okay. I, I do like the direction and I like the idea that teams are doing this. Um, I mean, take a look at the Mets minor league front office and a lot of them are all ex-players. And I think, I think it's great. I think it's what the game needs. Um, in light of what happened in Houston, I think teams are starting to peel back and say, no, we need guys that have played that understand kind of the code of conduct and the unwritten rules um, of the game when it comes to those type of things. Um, so smart guys up in, upstairs, stay in your lane. We need baseball people. So it's good. I, I'm excited. Good. That is good news. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I like the direction that, that this is heading to too. I mean, me and Josh are, uh, we have cell phones and we're waiting for our calls. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, shoot, man, I've always wanted to get back into the game some somehow, some way like that. And, um, you know, I'm not saying I know it all or anything, but I feel like I can offer help. <laughs> but you like to see you you like to see this trend of guys go, heading back up and, 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 and doing stuff like this. Again, um, there's no knock on analytics or anything like that. Like Josh said, the smart guys, they're there for a reason. It's good um, that we have that kind of technology, that kind of information. Use it to our advantage. But then you get the baseball people in there too, the, the the ones that know the game, that that know the little things about picking up certain things during the game, stuff like that. Um, all that like you put that together. Why can't two brains like that uh, work together and and, mm -hmm. and just continue to coexist and, and make the game better? It, it shouldn't be a oh yeah, we, we, you know analytics are way better than 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 a baseball mind. No, it's not. How about we just combine both? You know that that that's all there is to it. Um, there is. No, not one is better than the other. Again, do we have the technology? Do we have a lot of information? Yeah, we do. So let's use it to our advantage with the guys that have played before and, and see how they can apply it. I mean, I, we... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've heard it a million times from from players that sometimes they feel like it's so overwhelming all the shit that they they get thrown at, and 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 how about getting baseball guys in there and 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 trying to um, maybe explain it in simplest terms? Like there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, again, the, that seeing those two guys get hired um, is pretty cool, and and guys that were successful at the big league level too. You know, one thing that I remember you telling me this year, a couple of years ago, Ricky, you're like. Who's going to translate what it's like when you're 0 for 15? Like the analytics can't help you there. A guy like Ricky Weeks or a guy like Pedro Alvarez, especially Alvarez had so much success early on that injuries. Like that's a guy that can deal with the player who has totally was like, you know, you guys come up at 20, 21 years old and success. But how do you deal maintaining that kind of world? And no book, no computer, no algorithm is going to help the human element. And that's what's missing. That's one of your biggest complaints, right, Totally. Yeah, I mean that that is you you need guys that have been there, done it, made the mistakes to pass the knowledge along. And that's something that we've preached a thousand times on this podcast is that 
like that model. And it, and it is, that's how we learned. That's how these younger kids should learn. Um, and now they got to have the willingness to learn too. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. Yeah. And there's also guys, Josh, you've seen this um, with hitters, pitchers, mostly pitchers. I feel like certain guys that you just say, leave that guy alone, just leave yeah. him alone. You know, don't, don't, don't mess with anything that's going on. Don't start throwing numbers or, or, Hey, get change, change, uh, you know, from one pitching uh from one side of the rubber to the other like there's just guys that you just don't do that with and i feel like sometimes we get so caught up in the analytics and getting maybe you're going to get more spin rate and then it throws off the guy there's just certain guys that you just don't touch yeah. kind of leave them you guide them and you kind of learn their like oh, tendencies what gets them off their game what gets them back on their game stuff like that there's just certain guys you do that and then there's other guys that become a little bit more analytical that are smarter uh, we've seen certain guys that that like that analytical part of it. So you just got to learn the guys. It's not for everyone. And and then I feel like there's a there's a <clears throat> a place for for analytics, um, but it shouldn't be all analytics. Yeah, interesting. I, I like the direction it's going. You're getting people involved. All right. The second note that I found for you guys today, talking about baseball, Pablo Sandoval signs with Mexican League Aceros de Monclova. <clears throat> You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That, that's Panda, big panda, right? Like who signed the big $85 million deal in Boston and then got hurt, didn't do anything, goes back to the Giants. And the reason I, I stick with it is because last week we talked about going to Venezuela and playing. That's where Sandoval was. He was in Venezuela playing winter ball, somehow looks healthy, looks better, signs a Mexican league deal. And next thing you know, he's like maybe one step away from getting back into the big leagues. Totally, I'm going to start with you with this. You see guys like Sandoval, right, where they get – the big contract and then they don't fulfill it then all of a sudden you forget about them but then a few years later you hear their name again do you ever look back like damn how do you keep that grind going how do you ever think about that yeah i think about that all the time and actually i saw this i saw this article and i thought the same thing when i read it i said wow this guy is i mean listen latin players have a i have a i have a deep passion for baseball it's my life and it's what i love to do with that being said, these guys have a, they're 10 times what I am. And I feel like this is my life. This is what I live for. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me that he did that, but I am a little shocked that like, all right, Panda, enough's enough. Let the kids play at this point. Um, that's how I feel. I'll never, you know, every time you say that line, dude, I'll never forget. It was in 2013. 2013, 14, 13. And uh, Henry Blanco was with us. And the catcher? Like, he was yeah. getting a haircut. And you're like, we were all in there, you know, talking shop. We'd always, the, the, the barber would come in spring training. And you're like, come on, Hank, just retire already. Let the kids play already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hank, Hank, man, that dude was like, he was 45, 46 years old. One of my favorite teammates of all time. Goes down in the history. And I have so many Hank White stories, but let me tell you, I said, I said, come on, Hank, you're costing me another option. You're costing me some cash. Let's go, dude. Hit the road, man. <laughs> that this that was totally that was totally in a nutshell in the clubhouse right there. When he came in, you know, Hank uh, Henry Blanco is getting a haircut, and he comes like, Hank, come on, just retire, bro. Like, come on, you're costing me big league time. <laughs> What did he say to you, Tully? No, he oh, laughed. Yeah, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he loved it. We we had a wonderful relationship. He was uh, he was a mentor to me as well as Brian Schneider was. 
Uh, I learned a lot from him, but it, it's all fun and games. He, he knows I was, he, he, you know, he would always say, I'm in better shape than you. And I'm 40. Hell, he might've been 48 at the time. I feel like or 44. I mean, he was a dinosaur. Wait, is that the guy who was with the Braves for a long time too? Henry Blanco? Diamondbacks? Yeah. yeah. He played for yeah. everybody, didn't he? Yeah, he played. Well, you play for you play for thirty years. Of course, you're going to play for about every team. Yeah. I mean, the guy yeah, literally played. He was a, Maddox's a, personal catcher for a while. Yeah. Wait, he, Henry Blanco was now fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he just, just retired, retired a couple years ago. <laughs> he retired in, in 2013. He was with the Dodgers. Yeah, he took my advice. <laughs> he played for the Dodgers, the Rockies, the Brewers, Braves, Twins, Cubs, Padres. Mets, Diamondbacks, Blue Jays, and Mariners. Yeah. Oh, and, and, he's, and he's the bullpen coach right now somewhere, right? Yeah, he's a bullpen coach in Washington. Nationals. Yeah. He's uh, Venezuela. You know what, Josh? I've always wondered that, like, if that's going to be a trend. Um, typically, it's a, it's a pitching guy that leads the bullpen, you know? But they, they decided to put a catching guy. And I think that's smart as hell, man. Like, who better to be able to calm down a pitcher before he comes into a big game? You know, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, there's a there's something about a pitching coach, but I feel like uh catchers understand mechanics just as good as pitching coaches. Yeah, but let's let's be honest right now. You're warming up for the game, you're warming up to going in the seventh inning. Like, I don't need the the bullpen coach saying, Hey, think about your front arm, hey, think about doing this. Like, no, your job is to really read the scouting report. And say, hey, here's who you got coming up. Here's who they're going to pinch hit for. And give them a pat on the rear end and send them out the door. That's what their job is, right? I love the idea. That, that used to be a trend back in the day. Like Dusty Baker's staff had a catcher on it um, as a bullpen coach. There's a lot of them that have done that. And I I hope it comes back. I think, I mean, I think that's a, it's a pretty good uh, job, too. Josh Bard, I think, is doing it, too, I want to say. Um, yeah. He's. He's a pitching or the bullpen coach in in the big league, so yeah, I I, I find it interesting. I mean, it, it, it I mean, I don't have a problem with it. You know, yeah. it, it, that's pretty cool, especially when you got like I said, catchers know what what, what how to execute a game plan. And I, let's be honest, a, a pitching coach in the bullpen is not really going to say much before you come into a game. You know, right? It's just, well, now they got three pitching coaches. They yeah. got three pitching coaches all sitting in the dugout, so you don't need another one. Just yeah. to put a, a bow on Henry Blanco, a two-time World Series champion as a coach, going with the Cubs and the Nationals, he's <clears throat> he turned got made a major league debut in 1997, then goes back to the minors for two years, came back in '99, and wrapped up his career in 2013. Henry yeah. Blanco. So, uh, and, and and don't forget, he's a Venezuelan legend. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, he is. He's our second favorite Venezuelan legend on the podcast. Yeah, he's probably the second. He's probably the second. You know, this is like fast. I'm looking at his baseball reference. He only played over 100 games twice in his big league career. Like, that's yeah, a hell of he, Yeah, he was a backup his yeah. entire career. And he 16 was so years. Yeah. What and a hit deal. Just enough. Yeah, go make a couple million dollars a year. What bad. a deal. Henry Blanco, I'm pretty sure he's got some stories. Hank Blank. And, and when, you get a guy, when you get a guy like Greg Maddox saying, I want this guy to catch me, it's just yeah. like Tari Dickey just wanting, want, wanting one guy to catch him, right? Yeah. Uh, totally, you'll love this one. Guess what his career batting average is? Probably like 240. 223. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he had just enough. But like league average is only league average would surprise you. League average, I think, is like two forty. Yeah, but that'll tell you that there's always a role for you if you just know how to be a good team and, and find your spot. And this is what we're talking. Like these guys are the guys that are kind of getting the axe nowadays. And and yeah. you know what? I tell you what. Like Josh said, Henry Blanco, he he owes a lot to to him throughout his career and and what we what he was able to learn and. These veteran guys are valuable in the yeah, clubhouse. Awesome. Yeah, I got a, I got a little bit of a taste with him and just talking to him and learning from him. You know, again, the guy caught Greg Maddox for a reason. Yeah. You know? and he was, he uh, it was 2013 when he was with you guys. He was 41 years old. So I can only yeah. imagine what Josh Tolley is telling a 41 year old catcher. Like, come on. <laughs> I told him. Like, it had, like, I think that spring training, it was like Henry Blanco, Johan Santana. There was a few, man. There was a few, like, Big time dudes, obviously that Johan wasn't able to come back from his injuries, but just being able to spend some time with him and, and share, you know, conversations for me, that was that was cool, man. That was special. Hey, you guys also had Ramon Ortiz and Darren Oliver, a couple guys in their forties. Yeah. That's right, Oliver, yeah. man. So he could still go get three outs right now. Yeah. No question, he could. Him and Latroy Hawkins, yeah. I guarantee you, both those dudes could pitch. All right, uh, as we're wrapping up the show, totally time coming up in a couple seconds here. Uh, a couple comments here. Alumni game was fun. Sore as hell, Ricky, two days later. Class of 84 from ninth, from Roosevelt High School. There you go. 84 coming out strong. All right, I feel pretty good about that. And, oh, look who's here. Whose house? <laughs> Raza checks in. <laughs> I wonder how many pictures he's taken already, man. <laughs> Raza, take a picture right here. Here's your comment, and Ricky, there it go is, Raza. Come on, Rick. Just say it. Whose house? <laughs> he knows whose house that is. <laughs> <laughs> they might have won, but he knows who took over that stadium. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's wrap it up because Tony's got a bird to catch. He's going to go to Arizona where it's like 75 degrees and beautiful, yeah. nice. Tony, are you even packing a jacket? No. This is what I'm wearing on the plane. <laughs> Professional travel. All right, here we go, Tolly. And Ricky, you know what? Forget this. Take that jersey off, man. I, I can't bear to see this anymore. No, he's got to keep it on. He made a bet. You got to pay the man. No, Rosal already saw it. Rosal saw the pot. He saw the picture. He took it. He's good. Ricky, come on. All right. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I'll be a good support. Okay. All right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's now the time for Tolly time. All right, guys. Well, we're going to do the same. We're going to have the same conversation that we had last week, except I'm going to branch it off because of something that happened Saturday at my son's basketball game. <laughs> we have problems with, obviously, the dads being over-involved with their kid and their kid's the best player. Well, now what I saw at this basketball game was parents, number one, yelling at the referees at a, in a sixth-grade basketball game, yelling at all referee. There's only one referee who – is I know him well. He probably doesn't even know the rules. Number two, they're yelling at their player. They're yelling at their kid on what play to do and where they should go. Hey, parents, let the coaches coach and players play. You just parent. Sit in the seats. It's a lesson that an old coach of mine, DeMarlo Hale, told me. He says, JT, players play, coaches coach. And you know what? I need more from the parents to just sit up in the stands, enjoy the game, watch your kid, trust that – they are in good hands. You don't need to baby them anymore. See ya. One, one minute, one second. <laughs> oh, man. Better, better. But I agree. the truth. 
It's it's ridiculous. 100%. It's ridiculous. Pisses Beto's me off more middle, than anything. Beto's in the middle of it, and I've gone to watch games with him from for his high school uh, for his son, for his son Mateo, who plays high school basketball at St. John Bosco. And I've gone, and he he sits away from everyone, dude. Like if no. I go, it's just me and him, and he just like if no. like if his kid's getting yelled at, there's no hard feelings coming from him. No. If his kid's sitting up, he's not sitting there like hey, let, let. the, the yeah. coach will take care of it. You know, the coach what he's doing. I'll tell you this one at my daughter's soccer game this weekend. Um, I'm a, I'm that dad. Coley. I find the corner and I sit there with my cooler and I just chill. And there's one other dad who I don't even know his name. Just like me, nice and quiet. He has his chair. We nod we nod at each other. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know his name. He doesn't know mine. We just sit there by ourselves. One other dad came and sat down. He's like, all right, we got to This guy out of nowhere just says, hey, hey, over here, we don't talk. If you want to yell, you got to go in the middle, bro. <laughs> yeah, get away from me. I know. I, that's the thing is, like, sometimes that happens. And I'm like, I don't want to be associated with any of this. Like, yeah. just sit up here. Enjoy the kids. Dude, they're fifth and sixth graders, for Christ's sake. I mean, yeah. I, and I didn't know the father. But the, the one guy, I mean, he was jumping up and down on the court. He's yelling at the referee. I thought, dude, this guy, this guy probably doesn't even know the game. I mean, the poor referee, who I know well, is like, I mean, he's, I can just picture him just being like, shut the hell up. But it's nonstop. <laughs> and then he shifts the gear. Hey, Jimmy, get over here. Stand here. Do this. Wipe your shoe. Holy shit. <laughs> Everything. Fuck. It's kind of, and I'm not even in, in, in that world yet um, completely, but even like Sebastian does skating lessons on Sundays. We had this, there was this one dad uh, on Sunday who was on FaceTime with, I don't, I don't know who. But the whole time it was like, there she is, there she is. She's running these fans. And then she'd, she'd skate over. There she is, there she is, right here, right here. Look, you see her right here. And then she'd skate away. She's going right there in the in the, in the checkered pants. And I was like, oh, Like, there's a bunch of people watching their kids here trying to skate. Like, we get yeah. it. No, we no, you know what, Ricky? We don't get it. We don't get it. I don't you know what? get it. Video, I take video, and then I, if Kara's not there, I, I send it over to her. Look, this is how Sebastian's doing, and Sebastian's in his own world, and he, and I'm like, dude, I want you to be first today. I want you to be ahead of the. Ah, hell, he's just like, he's like, daddy, I just, I just get thoughts in my head, and I start talking to myself. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Dude. So I just oh, sit boy. there with Diego, and we sit there, and we just watch him skate for 30 minutes, 35 minutes. Oh my god! It's yeah. just like little things that I see parents do, like like. Chill, chill, yeah. like be quiet. Just enjoy, enjoy the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. This, this will probably be my last rant until the season starts about the parents. Uh, but you can do one every I week think, if you needed to. I think I've said my piece. Like, parents, I, wake the hell up. Enjoy watching your kids play baseball. You, with, with all due respect, most of them don't know anything, but meaning the parents. So just enjoy it. Like totally, you, said, you live in a small town, right? Yeah. You know this is gonna go viral, right? And you're gonna be that dad in the town, like, oh, you're gonna be getting coffee, and the moms will be like, with the, the moms with the big sunglasses and the Uggs, you're gonna be like, <laughs> all right, give it to me. Don't act like a dipshit when you're watching your kids yeah. play sports. You I'm know, there's bad. gonna be, hey, totally, there's gonna be a petition about you that they're gonna want to sign. But the, what to get, hey, to get me what to, to get, get you me. not to talk about them on the podcast? <laughs> you better pay me. No, but it's, I think it happens at every level. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. It does. Uh, last year was my first year coaching Sebastian's team, and I was a coach. And, again, I don't say much. I, I don't 
I don't act like I'm I played in the big leagues or come in and and uh, no I just like let them hit and and and, and teach them and and that's it. But we had there was it brings me back there was there was his dad who was dressed in full uni and he would only oh. and he Wait, would there's only, six. Oh my god, you're lying, gosh, Ricky. Gosh, he would set his phone like on his foot so that he was taking video of him. He would pitch to his son. His son would hit, and then he'd the, the dad would walk off the field. And I'm like, who's allowing this? If he's gonna pitch to one kid, he better pitch to all the kids. Yeah, dude. And I, I was like, a, like, my eyes were like, I was like, what is going on here? Like, like, come on, man. Like, you know don't, what? Don't you know what? That. You know what? Parents don't realize the best thing you could do. And I'm saying, like, listen, I do agree. Like, tough love is important. Like, you have to be able. You have to have the. You have to have the. Um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but you. You have to establish your role, right? Meaning once they trust you, the kids trust you, you should be able to say, hey, Cam, you can't do that. It needs to look like this. But when you yell at every play to them, they don't even know what they're listening for, right? If, if parents would just understand, the best reinforcement, especially at a young age, I think, is being like just being positive. It is a cliche, I know. Oh, just be positive. That's easy to say, hard to do. But I'm telling you, you're going to get more out of the kids. That's how I my travel team that I'm, I coach right now, it is all about positivity. We ain't yelling. We don't yell. We, no, it is, hey, you can hit. Even if the kid can't hit, like mm -hmm. you can hit. Because all of a sudden the kid starts believing he can hit. It's not about the mechanics. They're 10. Don't worry about it. Just do give them positive reinforcement, and there's there. It's it honestly, it pisses me off because it's the opposite of that. When you go watch the real event, yeah, yeah. It's my, uh, my good my friend. Before we wrap it up, my good friend Teddy Silva, pitching coach at USC, he said, "Ricky, you better not be that dad that's hiring a pitching coach for your son, or uh, that's hiring a hitting coach for your son yeah. at six years old." And I was like, "Hell no!" He's like. Tell him to swing as hard as he can. That's it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is advice. He's like, if anything, just tell him to swing as hard as he can. Yeah. That's all I. That's all I ever say to, to to Sebastian. Swing as hard as you can. I don't care about mechanics. I don't care what your arms are doing. Yeah, I give him little tips here and there, and he does them. But it's more just hey. pretend. Pretend you're gonna take my head off, and that's all he yeah. does. Dad, I have my own thoughts. Head. I have my own thoughts, Dad. I'm okay. All right, leave me alone with my thoughts out there. <laughs> Yeah. All right, let me uh, leave you guys with this. Great reaction to Tommy Lasorda's rant last week. And every week I'm going to bring you a different rant from somebody in, in the baseball world. Now, Ricky, do you remember Earl Weaver or you've heard of the name? A little bit, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Earl Weaver was oh. a fiery uh, a, a coach for the Baltimore Orioles for a lot of years. And he he was just about, what, five foot two maybe, a Hall of Famer, everything else. And I found this clip where he goes off and I'll give you the backstory. He and the umpire already had previous beef from the game before so this clip we're about to hear right now and i just want to hear you guys reaction to it happened as the umpire calls a balk on the second batter he, he said that the the pitcher went to the mound and he wiped his hand right so he called the balk there then weaver comes out mind you it's the second batter of the game it's in the middle of the summer in baltimore nobody there here's earl weaver baltimore coach going off on the umpire Oh, yeah. That's the only reason you're you wrong, Earl. And you'll have your chance to make liar if you can. You are a liar, Earl. You are a liar. You are. Calling the umpire back and forth. He's already been talked.
look this good. Wrong. That's the only reason you are you're wrong, here. Earl. And you'll have your chance tomorrow. Oh, you got it as quick as you can. What is wrong with you? You ain't no good. No, you aren't either. Yeah, you well, aren't you either. You ain't no good. You're no fucking you good stink. either. Yeah, Your you. ass will never have our games in I hope. Uh, what do I care? Yeah, what do what I, I care? What are you doing here now? Well, why don't you call the league office and ask him? Yeah, I will. Oh, good. Don't think I won't. Good. Earl chases him down again, following behind him. And the quicker the you get out, it'll be better yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You ain't going nowhere. You aren't either. Earl chasing him. Ten fucking years to know who's in the Hall of Fame. Oh, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. You know it. Why? You know it. Series? You know it. You're going to be in the Hall of Fame. You know it. I've won more than I've lost, kid. I know you haven't. Earl. James, count yeah. James. You better get going, Earl. You better get going. So that's Earl Weaver, a little taste of that for you guys right there. <laughs> just going back and forth with the reactions to it. Rick, I know you haven't heard that one, but where he's like, you're just here for one reason. That's just the F us. <laughs> like, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, or you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, going back and forth. And the full clip is like five minutes. He umpire tossed him immediately. They had four different times where Earl walked off, went back, walked off, walked back, and, the, and on YouTube you can see the umpire just reaching in the back pocket, put some seeds in. It's like, come on, man, what are we doing here? You don't get that anymore, guys. Oh, that's the one thing I do miss from for, from baseball. Uh, fiery coaches. You got you you like coaches standing up for your team, and obviously now with replay and all that, and being able to check plays. You know, there's not much arguing from managers and. You don't see it much, but I do. You you, I feel like it always fired up the team, and it, it's fun, man. It's part of the game. It's entertainment. That's what people watch the game for. We baseball's an entertainment industry. No matter how you want to cut this cloth, it's just like Hollywood. It's entertainment. The fans want entertainment. Why do you think everybody's a oh, baseball's boring? It's three hours long. It's not boring because it's three hours long. It's boring because nothing happened. There's none of that. There's Nobody's throwing a base. Nobody's kicking dirt on the umpire. Did you notice? I, I've always noticed this. In the event there's an argument in today's game, all the umpires huddle around and they're shuff, shimmying the other umpire out of the way. Like, no, back in the day, they just wore it. The umpire wore it. The skipper wore it. Everybody wore it. That's what that's what you did. And the fans went bananas, even though you're right, Beto, there's probably nobody there. But how great is that? If we if had was- that back in the game, Dude, the fans would love it. It's just what happened to hockey. Hockey did the same thing. Hockey went on strike, and then they had some issues with we're going to less fighting and this and that. Well, people stopped going. What they say? Fine, go fight. What happened? They fill the arenas up again. People love entertainment. It's an entertainment industry. Yeah, it really, it really is. It, it, it's, you know, nobody wants to see uh, a bunch of umpires huddled up around the replay booth for. 10 minutes you talk about speeding the game up i mean that actually slows the game down game flow all that stuff you know and i'm not saying replay is cool for certain things but when it when we're trying to uh see if the guy slid in and the and he came off the bag by one hand (laughs) come on replay is not cool yeah (laughs) i disagree i say that be a rant for next week i want to know why just mic up the umpire one more time just so I can hear him say, oh, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame? Oh, you're for fucking up the World Series? You're gonna- I love that. That's so great. You missed that. Hey, hey, Earl Earl Weaver and Billy Martin, man, two of the – dang, they were tough as nails, man. So I couldn't figure out who to use today. I had I had a Lou Pinello one, for, but that's the next week. Yeah, people yeah. went to the stadium to see if Lou Pinello was going to get tossed. You know? Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Hey, hey, how about hey, how about how I think it was Hal McRae was the skipper in Kansas City where he ripped the desk <laughs> apart in front of me. Yeah. That'd be a good one too. All right, guys, I hate, I hate. Yeah, we got to go too. Another edition of uh, Totally Time was good. Ricky, take that jersey off, please. Burning my eyes. We'll see. There you go, Kaepernick style. And uh, oh, by the way, oh Canada, go Canada in the Winter Olympics. Oh, and the Mexican figure skater too, Donovan Carrillo. We got a Mexican figure skater out there doing work. We'll see you guys next week. Another edition. Let's go, Ricky Rowe with Josh Tolley.